Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not replace your own financial, tax, legal, or financial product advice. Today's Wednesday, the 30th of March, and last night the federal government delivered their 22-23 federal budget. It was handed down by Treasurer Josh Frydenberg on behalf of the Morrison government. And if you are kind of new to politics, the current government in place is the Liberal Party, which is a conservative government. We might get into the politics of the world a little bit later as the election draws near and we'll, uh, we might do some episodes just explaining how the politics of it all works and the government and the parliament and all that stuff. But we are talking about the budget today. Uh, Josh came out of the gate strong, talked about the war, the pandemic, the floods, all this negative stuff, but Australia remaining strong. He shared that we're at a, about a 4% unemployment, which is the equal lowest in 48 years and there's more women in work than ever before. He said the Australian government still maintains a AAA credit rating. Uh, And he said, you know, strong economy, strong budget. And he touted that we've had the biggest improvement to the bottom line in over 70 years uh, with a $78 billion or 3.4% GDP deficit, uh, which is expected to more than halve in the next three years to 1.6%. And when I say the biggest improvement, it's probably a year-on-year improvement uh, based on last year, namely due to the uh, unemployment levels and uh, all the resources that are getting dug up and shipped overseas. But you're listening to My Millennial Money. I'm Glenn James, and this is a budget recap. John Pigeon, host of My Millennial Property. Welcome to the budget edition. Yes, happy to be here. And we're going to really unpack some of the key things that I thought and that you thought uh, that is of or could be of interest to our listeners. We're not going to be here all day. Uh, We're just going to have a bit of a high-level chat. And we might just start with a a view uh, conceptually. You know, as long as Glenn's holding a microphone and John's holding a microphone, you're going to get our opinion. If you want facts, just Google budget. Uh, But if you want opinion (laughs) and entertainment, you're, I don't know, you're probably in the wrong place anyway. But John, what did you think last night? Did you watch it? Did you wake up to it? Uh, I didn't watch it. I woke up to it. Uh, I was actually watching it this morning and Frydenberg or Josh, as they sometimes call him, (laughs) was uh, on ABC News and my eight-year-old was sitting next to me having his cereal. He's like, well, who's this guy, Dad? And uh, what's he talking about? Um, So it was interesting just to sit back and think, well, what does he do and uh, and how does that relate to every household? And on a larger scale, he manages the money for the country, doesn't he? So um, mum and dad, in explaining it to Charlie, well, mum and dad do that for our family. Josh does it for the country. So how well does he do it? Well, that's everyone's uh, opinion. But I think coming into it, we've been in a position where 
a lot of Australian homeowners are very much asset rich on the back of the last two or three years of massive price growth um, in in residential property. Uh, and to some extent, they're also cash heavy because haven't been able to travel and, and COVID incentives for those that were still in work. Uh, however, the cost of living has increased. So my overall view on the budget is there's a lot of band-aids going on and yeah, it's it's all uh, directed towards election time, isn't it? And these promises that are uh, a short, I suppose, short-term promises, not so much long-term changes. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's important to say that a lot of this stuff uh, means nothing. Like you can say to me, two billion, one billion, eight point six billion over four years. Like to the average punter out there, it means nothing. But it was clear that most of the measures in last night's budget were leaked by the government prior. There's a couple of uh, things that I thought were really good that weren't actually leaked, which we'll get to. Uh, but you know, these things are they're mainly political. Um, you know, for that hour, you've probably got more people watching it than the election results, mm. you know. So, you know, Josh hands down the budget, you know, you get 7.30 p.m. Prime time on, a- prime time on ABC. He runs over to the studio and, and does the thing with Lee Sales and then the shadow treasurer jumps in and says that was all rubbish. Um, so, you get that usual dance and it's just the, it's the theatre of it. So, I think we just need to really know that. I know one thing, like coming into this budget, consumer confidence is very low. Like it's almost to the, it's heading down to where it was when um, COVID first hit. And and that's probably going to be because of the inflationary pressures Mm. that we're seeing at the the Bowser, at the supermarket, you know, wages, all the things, right? Mm. Uh, But the- uh, we may as well just start. And again, these are just things that we thought uh, might be interesting to you, our listeners. Um, it's not going to be everything in the budget. Uh, that would be quite boring. Uh, Victorians aren't happy, I just might add. They're, uh, in today's Herald Sun, they're like, well, we got neglected in this budget. Uh, they got a freaking mRNA vaccine facility. <laughs> well, the the argument is, well, they spent... Too much on Victoria through the through the COVID um, yeah, right. area, so we're not giving you as much here. But anyway, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so the biggest thing that was leaked was the pausing or the fuel excise being halved. We knew that there was going to be some uh, pressure come out of the valve, uh, and Josh Frydenberg announced that for the next six months. Motorists will save 22 cents a litre when they fill up. So that's about 50% of the government tax. So every time, you know, at the moment, I filled up last night on my way home and it was over, it was like $120. Mm. And I'm thinking, geez, it was $2.22 or something like that, $2.23. Yeah. It's still bloody expensive, but I'm not allergic to money, so I'll take the savings. Mm. Uh, So if you had a 55 litre fuel tank, and you filled up once per week, you're probably looking at $12 a week savings. Yeah, that's right. 80, 80 litre tank, the big boys, that's 16 a week. So, yeah. yeah that's, um, but this is the wild thing. Like years ago, Howard, the Howard government put a pause on the indexation of the excise mm. and these eggs are hard to unscramble. So, if you take away a tax temporarily, 
you know, that's a tough pill to swallow to reintroduce a tax. Yeah, it is. So, winter is certainly coming um, in the next six months because this temporary excise on the fuel, it will come back up. So, if everything settled down in Europe, which I don't think it will in the next six months, but if no. it did overnight, yeah, sweet. We've still got 20 cents a litre, 22 cents a litre excise that shouldn't be passed on by the retailers. Yeah. Well, we're going to have a, a big spike again at some point. So, again, the government kicking this can down the road, I think it was a, a way for them in terms of optics to say, we hear you, we know things are wild. Uh, so, But fundamentally, I think fuel in the car and, and food in your stomach are, are two non-negotiables in people's lives, aren't they? So um, I think when you've got massive ownership from Coles and Woolworths, uh, the prices of, of uh, food is not going to go south anytime soon, is it? No. But, I mean, it's just wild, this cost of living stuff. Like I was at a cafe around the corner the other day and there was like these little glasses of juice. I'm like, oh, how much are they? Like, oh, $6. I'm like can't bring myself to spending six dollars on a like i'm sorry but I'd, I'd love to support the local business but the, yeah it's this psychological thing right yeah. like four dollars fifty five dollars yeah but six dollars we're getting to this psychological yeah weird time where it's like i can't part with my money yeah and coffee's one example of that it, it was four dollars for a while and then it was like okay we might as well just give you a five but now it's uh, it's north of $5, isn't it? Yeah, it's so, wild. Mm. Let's move on to the tax cuts. Now, this is expected to cost the government $4.1 billion over the next couple of years. Now, Josh uses the word temporary and targeted and not ongoing. So, he's flagging that this is very specific to, I don't know, juice you up for the election maybe. I don't know. But either way... Uh, on the 1st of July 2018, the government introduced a low to middle income tax offset of around $1,080, right? Now, this ends this year. So, what they did was last night they announced that we're adding an extra $420 to the M L M I T O, LIMITO. I don't know how you'd say that. So, it's $1,500. So realistically, if someone was earning sixty grand, you're going to get a rebate of about fifteen hundred. Yeah, it's that's an example of a band aid, isn't it? It's uh, it, it's coming in the form of a tax return. It's not going to change people's lives. Yeah, it's a nice little kicker, um, but it's it's not going to be something that's going to be sustainable. Yeah, and over the coming years, there is major tax reform in terms of the tax rates because there. Are, uh, they're aiming to eliminate the 30 cents in the dollar rate, I believe, mm. uh, in 2024. Um, so, yeah, this is, again, if the Labor government gets in, they've already said they might do another budget at the end of this year, which would be almost unheard of, well, in my lifetime. But, yeah, all this stuff is grain of salt stuff. And what kind of annoys me about it is most of this stuff we're going to go through is just kind of, it should be business as usual stuff. You vote in a government, bloody do the right thing. Yeah. And anyway, um, before we, I'll, I'll throw to you in a moment, John, uh, for the first home buyers. But just in terms of wages, at the end of last year, Treasury predicted 
inflation would be 2.75%. Now, that's ended up to be about 4.25, which is, you know, getting up there, right? Mm. The budget is basically predicting that wages will be just higher than inflation over the coming years. So, while there wasn't anything directly in relation to wages in that cost of living situation, the budget papers are back basically predicting that wages should be higher than 4.25%. So, realistically, over the last 12 months, if inflation was 4.25%, if you have not received a pay increase of 4.25%, your real money is losing power. You're going backwards, are you? Mm. Mm. And I've just given our team a pay rise and I actually called it out to say, look, I know things are actually tough out there. This is why I'm doing this. And as an employer, I think where possible, we need to look after people in our teams Mm. because things aren't getting cheaper. And if you're in a good position and your business generates good revenue, look after staff if you can. So what's happening for first home buyers, John? Uh, okay, so first home buyers, we've got 35,000 first home guarantees, which is up from the 10,000 uh, that was uh, was original. So that kicks in 1st of July 2022. Um, so that's that's good. That's uh, We can get in with as little as 5% deposit and pay no LMI. And the government basically will cover your quote-unquote LMI, and if you can't pay the mortgage back and you owe the bank 20 grand, well, the government will just pay that effectively. That's right, yeah. Yeah. Um, And that gets released when the LVR is basically back up at 80%. Um, So you need to pay it down or the house needs or the property needs to go up in value. Um, So the regional home guarantee is probably the interesting one out of all this is 10,000 specified guarantees for regional locations um, to do the same thing. So that can be a new construction or purchase an existing home. Um, so, yeah, that's that's good for regional locations. Um, now, what you classify as regional, um, you just need to check in, in your area because there's a lot of, um, like Gold, Gold, some of the Gold Coast, for example, that's, um, that's regional um, as opposed to capital city. So which might sound obvious, but it feels like a city when you're there, right? Um, 5,000 guarantees for the family home. So that's been a win as well for single parents. Uh, so if they're purchasing their first home or re-entering the housing market, you can get in with little as 2% deposit, which is a massive game changer for them. Mm. Um, now, like always, like the deposit, most analysts are saying is the big stumbling block, right, to get in now versus trying to save for the next five years. But I think the real critical numbers need to be crunched on, well, if I've got a 2% deposit, uh, what's my loan going to look like? And if I get an interest rate rise, how will that play out? Mm. Yeah, so basically, other than the first home buyers thing, the tax cuts, the fuel excise, there was no other real instant tangible changes uh, in this year's federal budget other than a $250 cash bonus to welfare recipients. So, you know, pensioners, carers, veterans, job seekers and other concessional, um, other eligible concession card holders. 
The small business incentives was a good one for for apprentices and whatever, um, but in a contradiction to that, unemployment's at its lowest. Yeah, I thought that was weird. Like, I'm all for apprentices. Totally, I did an apprenticeship. I think anyone, if you're not intellectual and want to get a bit handsy, yeah, <laughs> um, maybe an apprenticeship is for you. Yeah. So I think there's what like fifteen grand that the government would pay or half a salary or something like that for employers. Yeah, they the employer chips in 1500 or whatever and mm. the, the government chips in the same or just a bit less or something. Yeah. yeah, and as you said, John, the small business things, If you for every $100 you spend on training for your staff, you can claim $120 back on tax and also for every $100, I just put in my notes, cyber stuff. So if you've yeah. um, you had online subscriptions um, for anything digital mm. uh, to really get that whole digital economy happening. Uh, there's also a $120 um, claim for every $100 that you spend. So an extra 20% yeah. um, basically. But I don't know what you think, but I, when I talk to um, business owners, more so probably locally than um, nationally, but they, they're happy to bring people on, but they just can't find them. So the, these incentives, whilst they're great, um, they that you still need to find someone to fit that. Um, yeah, role. there there is a talent shortage in mm. so many um, industries and locations, mm. and I mean that's why, like my staff, I'm gonna bloody look after you, mm. and you got to look after me. Like that's my <laughs> motto: look after. I'll look after you if you look after me, type yes. thing. Um, because there is a wall for talent. Um, yeah. And so I, yeah. Anyway, we rant, but we've got to keep going so we're not here all day. Now, this one for me, before we get into the environment and other stuff, I honestly think this is probably the best change that I've seen in a lot of years and it's around paid parental leave. So, as it stands at the moment, um, you know, if you had a baby, you could take up to 18 weeks of paid parental leave from the government, which they basically pay you a minimum wage. And there's a dad and partner pay. So, what they've said is, we're just going to say for each family, you can have 20 weeks paid parental leave. If you want 10 weeks and you want 10 weeks or you want 15, you want five. Divvy it up. Whatever. We don't care. There's 20 weeks. And they're also bringing single parents into the fold who can now access the full 20 weeks of leave. So, I really think this was a... um, a really good measure and because off the back of this, the Australian Bureau of Statistics estimated that last year 81% of single parents are women. So, it's really going to help a lot of women and it's kind of weird. Like they have this under like, oh, women are winners. It's like, well, no, I think the the family's the winner but for those single parents, it's also a win but because 81% of single parents are women, yeah, sure. Women right. are winners. But yeah. yeah, the paid parental leave thing, I think it's a banger. And the $1.1 billion spent on women's safety, massive. Yeah. And, well, this is the funny thing, John. Like, it's so good that, you know, we can spend this stuff on, you know, domestic violence, violence against women, children. It's just such a tragedy that we have to. I know. <laughs> like, it's just... Hopefully, we can spend this money 
to put all the systems in place to change our society so one day we don't have to spend money to look after families and mm. victims of domestic violence. Yeah. No, you've, it's just, you're an optimist, that's for sure. That's, but it's just, uh, it just blows my mind. Yeah. Like I'm thankful that they are doing this. And I guess within that there's a heap of stuff for uh, women's health, uh, endo, breast cancer treatment and stuff mm. like that. So, um, yeah, but I, I really like the paid parental leave thing. Mm. We'll have a quick break and we'll be back and we'll talk about the environment If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So, for all the greenies out there, you've had a win. <laughs> well, they haven't, John. <laughs> the greenies haven't had a win. No. So, basically, the TLDR, the government had already announced that there'll be $1 billion for the Great Barrier Reef, I think over the next nine years, right? So, that was kind of already announced, but they put it in the budget anyway. Have you been up there? Uh, not for a few years. Mm. It is in a terrible state, so that's, that's a good thing. Um, but there was no direct funding for renewable energy generation projects. Mm. There was $250 million over five years to support investment in low emission technologies, including hydrogen. The government have the biggest boner for hydrogen, don't they? Mm. Um, Koala's got a win. Koala's got a win. What, $53 million <laughs> over five years yeah. for conservation? That's cool. There's $100 million over three years for a fund to support community-driven action to restore the environment. So, that might be just down here on like Tugra Lakes or whatever. It's like, yeah, got to do stuff as a community group. Yeah. Uh, what else? There is $148 million over five years to encourage investment in affordable and reliable power, which includes $84 million over five years for community microgrid projects in rural and regional Australia. And and you may be listening to this thinking, well, they, these are all just numbers. Like mm. uh, the interesting part with all this is, okay, if the green light's given, where does it actually go? Is it being put to good use? Is it um, subbed out to private contractors and how are they using it? Um, is, is it done on – is it used for studies that actually go nowhere? Like where is this money actually going? That's the big part for me. Well, funny, there was one um – Project and they're allocating $20 million over the next three years to plant trees to mark the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. 
that's interesting because I got an email the other day from my local member. I don't know if you got it as well um, from Emma, Emma McBride. And they said, oh, if your local business wants to apply for a grant, I think they were doing like $20,000 oh, yes. grants. Yeah. If you guys wanted to plant a tree and have a ceremony for the Queen's Jubilee. And I mean, sure, Liz, you're killing it. Platinum Jubilee, <laughs> love your work. But I mean, I, yeah, I, I mean, I get it, but I don't have time to organize a ceremony. Um, no. And it doesn't cost 20 grand to plant a tree where I'm from, but hey, no. I, I don't know. It's, um, it's just, it blows my mind that, yeah, as I said, they've just got the biggest boner for hydrogen and natural gas, it seems mm. like. And when you look at over 250 million over five years, that's not a lot of money uh, relative. Uh, recycling, uh, 60 million in the budget to fund better technology to recycle soft plastics like bread bags and chip packets. Uh, there's a bigger $250 million recycling fund, which is designed to find new ways to innovate. Um, and then there's an, there's just, there's actually a, a fair bit on recycling, uh, mm. which I think that's already happening. Like I've seen the ads on TV and the radio around um, the recycling stuff. How many masks do you see lying around the ground? They're the new cigarettes, aren't they? Oh. New cigarette butts. Mm. Regional uh, Australia, 800 mil in the new money to improve mobile phone coverage in the bush. That's got to be a good thing. Ring-a-ling-ling, yep. I, I found it weird in terms of this regional Australia. Every single budget since the dawn of time are talking about the fast rail from Melbourne to Brisbane. Someone and actually they asked mentioned me that. it last night again. Mm. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, at some point, some government has to actually pull the trigger. Yeah. But everything's such, like, short-sighted. And then they're talking about a fast rail link from Newcastle to Sydney. Yes. Well, Wong to Tugra is getting upgraded for that. That's been... They've pulled the trigger on that. Um, but someone actually rang me two days ago mm. talking about, okay, where do I invest? This is how much money I've got. And they brought up the, the Brisbane to Melbourne. And I'm like, if, if, if that thing comes in while you and I are still standing, I'll be amazed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's wild. Uh, there was a, a line item there uh, for Indigenous Rangers and there's a basically... $636 million pot of money to create an estimated 2,000 additional ranger jobs by 2028 mm. in regional and remote parts of the country. So, I think that's a win. That's probably more of an environment thing as well around yeah. um, conservation. And, and I wouldn't mind being a ranger. Oh, seriously, I growing up in school, I'm like, I'd love to be National Parks Ranger. Yeah. yeah. Like, how cool would that be? Would be. Absolutely. Love it. Just in nature. I love it. Uh, refugees and foreign aid, um, they're keeping the capped 13,750 of humanitarian um, intake positions, I guess, but they've just announced an extra 16,500 places for people fleeing Afghanistan. And they basically said around uh, Ukraine that, you know, watch this space. Yeah, they're going to heavily support that. Well, so I read this morning. Yeah, my overarching type vibe on all these measures are, um, again, watch this space because we've got an election coming up. So there might be more announcements. Um, yeah. No huge increase to foreign aid. Um, they are unfreezing the indexation 
Um, so it currently sits at about $4 billion per year. And that's the crazy thing, right? Like I think we need to give foreign aid at $4 billion per year. So if that's $4 billion this year, and then we're looking at $250 million over four or five years for renewables and, mm. well, not renewables, but like low emitting, low carbon shat or whatever the, the thing is, it just pales like the amount of investment in that compared to other line items in the budget. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's Because all, all this stuff's well and good, but if we don't have a country, well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Pick they, your heart, people. spending... Three hundred twenty-five million on tax avoidance task force. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, let's avoid some uh, of the country melting over. Mm. Uh, but yeah, nothing crazy with foreign aid, and then cybersecurity. Um, there's a there's an actual agency called Australian Signals Directorate, which a lot of you may not have heard of. That's basically our CIA. Shh, they're listening. Uh, as an extra ten bill for them to probably keep. Um, the bad guys out of our yes. electronics. But I mean, yeah. It, Which is ever growing, isn't yeah. it? I, I mean, I've finished all my notes. Did you have anything else, John? Not really. No, I did um, I did read something. I'm trying to find it in regards to numbers for uh, of to allow Ukraines into the country, but I can't find it. So, Yeah, I'm pretty confident matter. they said it's basically watch this space. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think we're both in agreement that it's um, all wind until it's actually concrete. But mm. it's a it's a nice promotional twenty four hours for the for the liberals to try and get their vote. Yeah, and we're not really good at you know this type of stuff. Um, we're more <laughs> not good at this than good. Uh, but <laughs> but it was worth what you paid for it, people. <laughs> But like uh, this morning when I was listening, it's like, oh, well, Frydenberg comes on, talks about it. And then next we'll, we've got leader of the opposition, Albanese, comes on, um, basically bags the hell out of what the Liberals have done and, mm. and vice versa. Like, <laughs> But at the end of the day, when you look at both policies side by side, they're just a, a mirror image with a slight variation of each other, aren't they? Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't want to rant on the politics in Australia at the moment, but. It's um, we will we will do another episode soon because I want to get someone on just to explain um, how the politics in Australia work because a lot of people don't understand. It's to do a better job than us. Yeah, that's right. Uh, before we go, because it's three o'clock now, and I want to get Nathan to edit this uh, to get up for the commute home today. What are you doing out running at one p.m.? <laughs> well, that was your that car, was me wasn't beeping. It? Yeah, yeah, I saw this white. Ghost going at about 120k in a 60 zone. I thought they bit the horn. I thought that must be good. Was it not me speeding? Hmm. Well, my day was a bit um, mumbled today because I've got evening workshops and I thought, oh, I'll grab a break during the day. Well, I was up at 6 a.m. Wow. Had a cup of tea. I had to do radio, breakfast radio media media for the budget. Jeez, I thought I was with Koshy there for a minute. And I'm like, you guys are game getting me like wow. at 6.30 a.m. They must have been paying you. They must you have been desperate, that's for sure. So I had a cup of tea and did that and then went to the guy and uh, sweated out. Did you? Yeah. Back in. Mate, back. Oh, well done. I've been trying to go for two years. So I didn't want to go while COVID was happening and all that. Nah, to be germs. Oh, I just, 
do I wear a mask? Do I yeah. just drama? I just yeah. wasn't. I needed an excuse, but I'm out of excuses now. <laughs> <laughs> you run out. No, All right, we'll good. be back uh, next week. We'll continue this discussion in the Facebook group. And hey, if you're new to the podcast and you're still listening, thanks for listening. If you're old to the podcast, thanks for still hanging around. Yeah. And if you do listen and you haven't yet, please, if you can do us a favour, one, either send this episode to someone that you might think could value it, if not this one, the one from yesterday around analysis paralysis. And if you're on Apple, leave us a five star with some nice words. If you're on Spotify, leave us a five star. Uh, If you hate what we do on Apple, leave a five star and just write something negative so it doesn't mess with our algorithm. But (laughs) all right, see ya. We acknowledge the dark and young people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respect to their elders past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. My Millennial Money supports A21, a charity focused on abolishing slavery and human trafficking all over the world. Check out a21.org.au for more info. If you would like some other giving options or if you're unsure about which charity you can support, head to thelifeyoucansave.org.au. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive, Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, is an authorized representative of Money Sherpa, Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.